Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I want to say is, just give me some hot pizza. I really need it tonight. Hot pizza, come on and give me a bite. Hot pizza. Steve Siddall here with another fresh, hot, and just-out-of-the-oven episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country and all brought to you in 30 minutes or less. This week, it's loaded with clips from America's 401k show, A-plus retirement, financial safari, and mark on money. Dave Perkins takes us on a road trip to bizarro tourist sites. And we'll have an interview that tackles the touchy topic of how to deal with a co-worker's serious illness and a broker's behaving badly. All that and more just ahead. Now to reach any of the advisors featured here, you can call them 800-662-6808. That's 800-662-6808. Or simply text PIZZA to 21000. You can find me, Steve, at financialpizza.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Financial Pizza Podcast so you won't miss a single slice. We're already at episode 22. Time for our first bite, and for that, we turn to America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta, on America's 401k show. Now, in this clip, we find Coach Pete, producer Thomas Lipscomb, our intern, Abby Turner, and me. And it all starts with a discussion of water coolers, coffee pots, hot chocolate, and the guy who created the 401k plan. It makes perfect sense. Do right. people still have a lot of water? We have a water cooler, but a lot of people still have water coolers. Or they have more have the, the, uh, the little coffee maker that I makes one a cup at a time. Maker conversation. It used yeah, to yeah. be the coffee pot. Now it's the coffee maker that makes one cup at a time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still like a nice pot of coffee if you get good coffee. Do you get good coffee? See, yeah. 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 I, I'm the oddball out. I don't like the caffeine, so I love that I can just throw a little uh, hot chocolate pot in there and get me some hot chocolate. Okay, we well, can still get those little <laughs> oh packets of uh, Swiss Miss and put it in the microwave. Oh, right? that's true. I that's like true. It. Now, do you like your hot chocolate with water or milk? No, milk, actually. Yeah. I prefer Always water. Better. Uh, really? No, it's water. not as rich if you use water. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not exactly. Well, but if you, <laughs> well, if you use skim milk, you're using water in milk. That's true. Ah, there That's you go. True. There you go. Exactly. I like the whole milk. If you're going to make hot chocolate with milk, whole milk. Whole milk. Yeah. So 401k. Right. And it was it was in 1978, the Revenue Act of 1978, that Congress passed, and then it wasn't until 1980 that Ted Banya, and we'll talk about him. You talked with Ted, uh, the guy who created this. He was a consultant and a and going through the code and came across section 401k. Every now and then you'll look at pages and pages of stuff financially and some things will just jump out at you. And that's what happened to Ted when I interviewed, I interviewed him twice on right. my financial safari show. And he said, coach, it just made sense it to just give people a way to save. Well, in fact, we've got a little piece of that sound right now of that interview that you had with him yeah. uh, where, where he actually talks about how it happened. Let's play it. Sure. There's myth and there's reality. The myth is I was <laughs> sitting with my dark eye shades on reading the IRS code and found a paragraph <laughs> no one had ever found before. What actually happened, Pete, is I um, interpreted this section in a very different way than what was ever intended, 
what I brought to the table was the idea of an employer matching contribution and for employees to be able to participate actively in these plans by putting money into them on a pre-tax basis from their own salary. And, uh, you know, neither of those ideas were included in the uh, legislation, but you know what? There wasn't anyone, anything there saying thou shalt not. So I uh, took the more aggressive approach. <laughs> Thou shalt not. So again, if you you know nobody's questioning it, just put it forward. Yeah. That's that's fascinating to me that that you know he did that. It's a philosophy I used to use back when I tried to steal candy from my brothers. You know, do it until you get caught. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah. And, well, and if the brothers caught you, it's no big deal. But if they went to the higher authority, right, the dad mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't a good thing. There you right. go. There yeah. you go. It's a long time. The four hundred one k has been around now. It certainly hasn't. Didn't start out to be what it is no, today. No. And, and at the time, it was just seen as a, as a way to sort of offset. Pensions, yeah, mm. and now that it is the pension. Pensions. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah. When I talked to Ted about his 401k, which he, he's modest, but he is the inventor of it. Without right. without him, we would never would have we wouldn't have this, and so we would have something else, I guess, because companies have shifted the burden of saving for your retirement to you. Say it any other way you want, but what's happened now is we are in charge of our own retirement, and mm-hmm. so if we make excuses, the excuses may sound good to you, but who eventually will suffer? is you and your family by not putting money in your 401k or not managing the money in your 401k properly. Look at the stuff you learn here. Now you know it was Ted Banna who created the 401k. That's not to be confused with Kenny Banya from an episode of Seinfeld. Hey, Kramer. Hey, Banya. What's happening? I'm looking for a new suit. I can't find anything I like. Banya. Not as good as Newman. Well, anyway, you can reach Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial by calling 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 21000. America's 401k show heard in the Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina market on 1061 FM Talk. It's also available on the iHeartRadio app, the iHeart Podcast Network, and be sure and visit the new and improved website at americas401kshow.com. Pizza! On we go with another slice of pie. This time, we head to Maine, where we find Kevin Frisbee and Lance Gilman and their version of Financial Safari. The conversation begins with Kevin talking about the importance of tax planning in retirement. Then Lance talks about shifting from the accumulation stage of retirement planning to the distribution phase. I have the the commentary from people that come in all the time, Steve, that might have another broker advisor they're working with. And so they don't have a tax conversation with that other broker advisor. And that doesn't fault the other broker advisor. It just means they don't that they don't include that as part of the planning. And I, I think it's critically important if people aren't talking about tax strategies and in, the impact of, of taxes on your money. Um, I, I think you ought to consider hunting around or shopping for another advisor because it, when you, especially when you get into retirement, if you're not if you're not watching those brackets, if you're not paying attention to what's going on. Uh, I give an example. I get a client I just uh, sat with uh, a couple of weeks back over in Fayette, and we sat down and said, "All right, here now you have to start do some requirement of distributions. Uh, you've got this this amount of retirement monies. Her tax bracket is at a point where she's allowed to take another twenty thousand, let's say, annually, and convert that to a Roth IRA and still be in the lower tax bracket, which is the right thing to do. So we had that conversation. We started implementing a plan to do that. So again, if you're not having those conversations with your your advisor. Yeah, it could be costing you a lot of money by not having it. Well, and and by having that conversation, like you just said, I mean, if she's converting money into a Roth, I mean, that's a really good thing. 
it's a good thing because again, we can take that money out now at a lower tax bracket, knowing what the rates are five years from now in 2025 when those rates change, we don't know what the what the bracket's going to be, and that and it could change before that if the if the uh, if the White House changes in uh, 2020. So again, we've got a limited amount of time, whether it's in the next year or two or five years from now when the tax rates do change, uh, to make some uh, some choices to say, hey, we're going to yeah. take some of this money, move it to a Roth, do what we can at a lower tax bracket because we don't know what that looks like going forward. I, I shouldn't say that. Most people do know what the taxes look like going forward. They're not lower. They're going to be <laughs> higher. Right. They'll be higher <laughs> right. for sure. Exactly. And and this what we talk about this all the time as well. But it's so important to you know create that retirement paycheck. You know the the income plan is such an integral part of of the retirement plan. Yeah, and and the irony, Steve, is a lot of advisors do pretty well with the accumulation accumulating funds and growing your money but when they get to preserving it and then distributing it that's where they kind of break down and that's where we kind of stand out among advisory firms is we actually look at budgeting we look at preserving and then setting up a distribution plan that our clients you know to the greatest extent possible cannot outlive and that brings a sense of peace about planning. There's many ways to accomplish that. Uh, but uh, first of all, you have to have saved some money. But say you've done that. And, and so you guys are pretty creative at, at making those income plans and, and turning on and turning off with, you know, at various times. Yeah. And that's really what's critical. Where do you pull from? We were talking a little bit before Kevin was talking about Roth conversions. Well, when you convert monies to a Roth, you're paying the taxes up front on that. You never have to pay taxes again on a Roth conversion. So that would be a pool of money that we would look to take at the very last gate. You know, we would take pool from other resources to create that income stream. Part of the income stream that, that we count on is, of course, Social Security and when to claim Social Security, critical, and so many people aren't doing it right. And, and I'll, I'll lay this out. It's a, uh, at the end of this month, uh, some of the Social Security strategies are changing, going away, the spousal benefits. So if you listen to the show and you don't know that or if you might be eligible to start collecting a spousal benefit, you've got until December 31st, actually January 2nd. Um, of 2020, which is just right. a few weeks away. Right. When the Bipartisan Budget Act changes a lot of different things, uh, two of the strategies that they were looking at were social security strategies that were deemed highly aggressive. And the government was seeking to do away with those strategies. One of them, the file and suspend strategy has already been done away with. But the other strategy, which is filing a restricted application for spousal benefits, again, is highly aggressive, but perfectly legal. People just don't know about it. Um, and it can increase benefits by like literally not just thousands, but tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars. When to claim Social Security, so important. Have that conversation with your advisor before you make a decision. Now, Kevin Frisbee is president of Frisbee & Associates. Lance Gilman is a senior advisor with Kevin. Financial Safari heard throughout the state of Maine on weekends. And you can also catch Kevin every week on the Howie Car Radio program. That's heard from Massachusetts to Maine on about 40 radio stations. Kevin joins Howie every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 for a look back at the week, financially speaking. And you can reach Kevin right here by calling 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 21000. You can learn more about Kevin and his team at frisbeebenefits.com. That's F-R-I-S-B-I-E benefits.com. Pizza! The Financial Safari News Network presents Brokers Behaving Badly. 
Today, we meet Merrill Robertson Jr., a former Philadelphia Eagles linebacker. And according to the SEC, he was found guilty for a second time of bilking investors out of $10 million. A federal jury in Richmond, Virginia, heard that Robertson defrauded investors, including coaches he knew from the Fork Union Military Academy and the University of Virginia. He was first convicted on those same charges back in August of 2017 and sentenced to 40 years in prison. Here's the story. The SEC had charged the former NFL player in 2016 with defrauding mainly elderly investors out of $10 million. According to the original SEC complaint filed in federal court, Robertson, along with Sherman Vaughn Jr. and the company they co-owned, Cavalier Union Investments LLC, promised to invest in diversified holdings. But they instead diverted nearly $6 million of the more than $10 million they raised from investors to pay for personal expenses and then used other funds to repay earlier investors. A federal court last year entered a final judgment against Robertson ordering him to pay $8 million in disgorgement for defrauding investors. Then earlier this year, the U.S. Court of Appeals vacated that conviction and remanded the case to district court. That trial resulted in the guilty verdict. The SEC at the time of the misconduct said Robertson wasn't registered as a broker and Vaughn never was registered with the SEC. Robertson will be sentenced in early 2020. Just one more reason to make sure you're dealing with a true fiduciary and ask them to prove it. Wow, a former NFL player. Greed will get you every time. Pizza! All right, let's head to Sioux City, Iowa, where we find Mark Giels and his show, Mark on Money. In this clip, Mark and I are talking about the bucketing strategy and how to incorporate that into your retirement plan. And then in that bucketing approach... So the, it's simple to run it and, sh and show you, okay, here's how much money you can take from bucket one, two, three. And the nice thing about it is that it fits your retirement lifestyle. If you said, oh, I'm going to use the 3% rule, Steve, and I've got 100 or I've got a million dollars of money invested, well, that's $30,000 a year. Um, and you adjust it for inflation and markets do well, your money does well, and you get to be 85, 90 years old, and you got $3 million. Yeah, well, isn't like that it. great? Your kids are excited. <laughs> you know, look at all this <laughs> exactly. money that mom and dad have. The bucketing approach can follow how you spend money in retirement, which is you can take maybe a 6% withdrawal or a 7% withdrawal during your go-go years. You know, so you structure your buckets so that it meets your income needs in the time periods, and you can basically define the purpose of the money and the income that you want at those different stages. Because people who retire in their 60s are going to spend more money than people that are in their 80s. Right. Um, I've been doing this a long, long time. It's your go-go years, your slow-go years, and your no-go years. And your go-go years can last anywhere from 10 to 20 years. And so it, it's really a great strategy that helps align that with those periods of time where you want to define how much you want to spend money and, and you can spend more money early in retirement while still protecting income later on by having a structured strategy. That really is key, isn't it? Because most of us do want to spend more money early in retirement. Those, Like you said, those are the go-go years. I want to travel. I want to go see the grandkids. I want to you know, see the world. Right. So creating an income floor, bucketing your money, taking systematic withdrawals, 
and using time-segmented distribution. Those are the four strategies that we just got done talking about. And again, if you go to our website, you can see how we implement those strategies. There's a great video. Watch the long one. It's 19 minutes long, but it goes through that strategy in detail. So it's a, it's a simple concept. It's easy for our clients to understand. It's easy for people that look at it to understand. The part that's difficult is structuring it. That's where experience and expertise helps. And that's what we've been doing for over three decades is utilizing that strategy and distribution of assets. And so putting money into different buckets using Roths, after-tax money, pre-tax money, and being tax efficient in that distribution is where the expertise comes in. Because like we talked about in the first session, if we can get more money that you're not paying taxes on, that's more money that you have to spend. And that's the structure that's important. I like the no-nonsense way he breaks things down for us. Oh, and the video he referenced on his website, that website is EFS4U.com. That's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. And to reach Mark right here, 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 21000. Mark Geals and Mark on Money can be heard Sunday mornings at 730 on KSJC, 1360 AM and 94.9 FM in Sioux City, Iowa. Pizza. Time now to hit the road. It's your go-go years, so let's get going with another retirement road trip. If you like to get off the beaten path and seek out the bizarre, we have some good spots. We're heading to the wacky, the tacky, the weird, bizarro tourist attractions. First stop, Waterbury, Vermont. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to lay to rest the dearly depited ice cream flavor. Yeah, some flavors just don't make it. Ben and Jerry's gives them a proper burial in their flavor graveyard. You'll see it on their factory tour, and their website hints that some of these flavors could be reincarnated. Let's head to Middleton, Wisconsin. Now, if you get excited about condiments, then we're sorry, but you do need to visit the National Mustard Museum there. Try samples of new and antique mustards around the world. Check the sell-by date. Okay, there's the world's only museum of ventriloquism, creepy, that's in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. The Hammer Museum in Haines, Alaska, yeah, over 2,000 hammers exhibited. There's Carhenge in Alliance, Nebraska. And if you guess that cars are arranged like the stones in Stonehenge, you'd be correct. Leela's Hair Museum in Independence, Missouri, yeah, hair. And at least a couple of tourist attractions in the country featuring chewing gum, chewed, and placed on a wall or a pole. But saving the best for last, yes, Virginia, there is a giant ball of twine. Several, actually, but the biggest is in Conquer City, Kansas. Frank Stober's creation was measured at 1.6 million feet of twine. That was upon his death in 1974, but it continues to grow. More twine is added every year during the city's twine-a-thon. Maybe a good time to visit. Everybody's taste is different. Some like an exotic vacation. Some just want to sample mustard. Everybody's retirement plan is different, too. Get your own custom-made plan and hit the road for the freaky tourist stops. Next week, Dave takes us on a special holiday-filled journey. Something we often talk about on the shows is that because we're living longer, we're also working longer. And inevitably, some of us will develop a serious or chronic illness. 
A new survey from Cancer and Careers, a national nonprofit that shows many employees have concerns about their ability to support a coworker with a serious medical condition. Joining us today to discuss the results of the survey and to offer some tips and advice are Rebecca Nellis, Executive Director of Cancer and Careers, and Kathy Flora, Cancer Survivor and Nationally Certified Counselor. Rebecca, I'm going to start with you. Why is fostering that positive and supportive work environment for folks with a serious illness, why is that so important? Well, I think so many of us spend as much time, or it might feel like that, with our work community as we do in the rest of our lives with our with our community community. And so most people are going to face a, a health crisis, either their own or a loved one at some point. Um, and people are working longer than ever before because they can and they want to. Thank you, science and medicine and technology for such huge advances and improvements to our quality of life and diagnoses are earlier and illnesses are managed differently. And so the assumption that workplaces aren't going to face this crossroads of illness showing up is, is wrong now. So there's some really interesting opportunity here um, for us to have a conversation about what support looks like and what that means, not just to the individual, but to the constellation around them in the workplace. Kathy, what are some ways that, that we can do that? How can we show support? How can we deal with someone that, that you know, was diagnosed with cancer? I mean, it, it, I, I had a situation like that where a woman came to work after she was gone for a couple of weeks and she had a, you know, she had a hat on and I, I, I kind of knew, but I didn't know what to say. You know, and I have a lot of empathy for that. Coworkers kind of struggle, don't they, between the, wanting to be supportive and not wanting to be intrusive. So you've got this, this uh, dynamic going on. And, you know, for the person diagnosed with cancer, and I can speak from personal experience and also from the experience of the people that I work with through cancer and careers, work is a place where they can feel normal. So you don't want to overemphasize the cancer diagnosis with them. But at the same time, you need support from your coworkers and you need support from your employer an employer who offers flexibility and accommodations during a treatment like mine did that allowed me to go to treatment in the morning and then come into work in the afternoon or allowed me to take my meetings via conference call or webinar rather than having to go in and be around 10 or 12 people who might be coughing and have the flu. That allowed me to juggle my work life. But if you're a coworker who sees somebody like the woman who walked in the door, one of the things that you can do to break the ice is just to ask. Say, I see that something's different. I see that um, you've been out for a while. Do you mind me asking, um, what are you facing? Is there some way I can be helpful? If that individual wants to disclose their diagnosis to you, they will. They'll tell you what the boundaries are. So, Rebecca, where can we find out more information about the survey and about maybe what to do and what not to do? I would start with the Cancer and Careers website, which is cancerandcareers.org. From there, a whole universe of content and programs and events are available for people, whether it's themselves, a coworker, you're a manager, your HR. I would start with the website. Many thanks to Rebecca Nellis, Executive Director of Cancer and Careers, and Kathy Flora, Cancer Survivor and Nationally Certified Career Counselor. Again, to learn more about that survey, you can visit 
cancerandcareers.org. And for a longer interview with them, visit coachlistens.com. It's pretty interesting. Pizza! One final slice of pie, and for it, we turn to Greg Berrien and his show, A-Plus Retirement. Now, in this clip, Greg is talking with Dave Perkins and me, and then he recounts the story of a client and how he was able to help him take much of the risk out of his portfolio and turn it into potentially income for life while using that all-important bucketing strategy. As a matter of fact, I told you guys I drove 350 miles yesterday to go see a client who I met in Wilmington earlier in the week. And this 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 gentleman had uh, $600,000 or 80% of the retirement in one stock. Oh, wow. In mm. one stock. And, and, and they knew Ooh. that, holy cow, we're really, really uh, at risk here. I we're would not sleep at night. It. No, no. <laughs> and so that's why you have to know where to put that money. And so when I showed them how they could reinvest that into a different bucket of money, and when we talked about that green bucket, that green bucket that's going to go up, that's going to be take advantage of the stock market gains, yet have that hard floor of zero, they said, what's the catch? Gosh, you guys, you have no idea how many times I hear that, Steve. Yeah, what's, what's the, the catch? catch? What's yeah. the catch? Yeah, what's right. the catch? <laughs> Nobody does that no for me. Catch. It's like, no, this is it. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, to me, it's, it's like every dollar in your retirement portfolio has a job. So what you're doing is assigning it a, a job. You're, you know, and in this case, you're giving them a promotion. Exactly. It's kind of like it's kind of like a football team. Could you imagine giving a middle linebacker the football to go run through the middle? You just you can't do that. Everybody has their job. Everybody has their own specialty. Each bucket of money has its job. That's a great way of looking at it, Steve, because you have to allocate those funds to, as to exactly where you want them to go. Like our green bucket, I call that keep your house money, whereas red bucket is house money. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you you have some guys that you work with all over the country, and they call it what, pay money and play money. Right, <laughs> right exactly, yeah. yeah. So wh whatever yeah. whatever you call it, whatever whatever your nomenclature is. It, yeah. How about that word, nomenclature? I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. A quarter for that. Yeah. So whatever, that, whatever your, your nomenclature is, whatever you decide to call it, the fact of the matter is, is you have to have a bucket of money designed just to make sure you can make those expenses that you can live for the rest of your life without worrying. A worry-free retirement is certainly something to strive for, isn't it? Well, Greg can help get you there. Give him a call, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 21000. Greg's show is heard in the Raleigh-Durham market as well as in Wilmington, North Carolina. To learn more, you can visit aplusretirement.com. That's the letter A, the word plus, retirement.com. Well, that's it for another Financial Pizza. It's done and ready for delivery. Financial Pizza, the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country, delivered to you hot, fresh, and all in 30 minutes or less. You can reach any of the advisors featured here by simply calling 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 21000. You can shoot me an email, steve at financialpizza.com. And please subscribe to the podcast just to make sure we can deliver it to you fresh each and every week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. 
Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency. 